At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on a regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on a regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. Hey, Horror Movie Night. Uh, I know we're all on lockdown, so here's a little bonus episode for you. I'm sitting down talking to Alan Trezda, who is the mind behind We Summon the Darkness, a film that I desperately wanted to see at Fantastic Fest in September, and it just didn't work out in my schedule. So I was so excited to be able to finally watch it. Alan, thank you so much for taking some time to join us. Thanks so much for inviting me on the show. So I don't want to dive too deep into the movie because obviously I don't want to spoil anything for people. It's a very layered movie with some nice twists all throughout. But let's talk a little bit about the overall theme of the movie, which is the satanic panic of the 80s. Uh, were you a child of the 80s growing up in that time frame when all that was going on? Yes, I was. I was a teenager growing up in the 80s. I was a heavy metal fanatic. I played metal in a heavy metal band. I played drums, actually, in a heavy metal band. Um, I had the mullet, uh, the jean jacket with the back patches and everything. And I remember um, getting a lot of dirty looks from some certain adults and having to have a lot of aggravating conversations with people who thought that I was a Satan worshiper because I listened to Slayer and Dio and King Diamond. And the irony of that is that it wasn't my mind or my friend's mind being poisoned by the music. It was their minds being poisoned by the religious right. We was trying to tell them that Satan is speaking to us through backwards messages that never actually existed. Yeah, no, exactly. And I'm glad that you gave a shout out to King Diamond because Merciful Fate has a song <laughs> that makes an appearance in the movie, which is amazing to me. They, they do, and we're very grateful to them for saying yes. Um, of course, it was, it was up to me and the rest of my collaborators. Uh, this music would be flooded uh, with everything from uh, Megadeth to Slayer to Metallica to Maiden, but uh, our budget was pretty constricted, so we weren't able to afford a lot of the music that we would have liked to have. 
Well, and it's fun too because the movie for I would say like the first thirty minutes is like this weird blend of like heavy metal parking lot meets dazed and confused. Like it's just a group of teenagers getting to know each other and talking about music and dissecting it. But then it takes that sinister twist into the horror genre, which is really, really cool. And I like that that was a setup. Were there any non-horror films that kind of helped backbone the the dialogue of the film? Well, you got one of them. Uh, heavy Metal Parking Lot was a big, big inspiration on this movie. Um, the other inspirations, I would say, um, the documentary Paradise Lost, uh, about the West Memphis Three. Um, those are the, the three teens uh, who um, were falsely convicted uh, and sentenced to uh, death row uh, for the supposed murder of, of two children. Um, so basically what had happened is uh, these two children were, were killed and uh, the town turned on these three uh, teenage boys and they said, well, they must have done it because they dress in black and they have long hair and they listen to Metallica. So those three teens were, were basically sentenced to death. And it wasn't until about six or seven years ago, um, thanks to the efforts of people like Henry Rollins and Eddie Vedder and Johnny Depp, that, that these people, that these kids were, were retried and released. Um, so basically those two documentaries, as well as a, the great documentary, The Decline of Western Civilization, Part Two, The Metal Years, which chronicles the rise of, of metal, um, you know, in LA, and also uh, has a section about satanic panic on it too. And it seems like, uh, in general, the satanic panic theme uh, has been popping up a lot again in in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty nineteen. Do you have any idea why that might be the case? Uh, no idea. I mean, the, the same thing that uh, there must be something in the air. There must be, you know, something in the zeitgeist. Uh, my first film, Burying the X, was a zombie uh, comedy. And when I first wrote it, um, basically the zombie genre was dead. Um, it was so dead that nobody wanted to make it uh, because no one believed that there was an audience for, for zombie films. And then before you know it, um, you know, World War Z comes out and uh, uh, Walking Dead is uh, the, the highest rated show of all time. So this what happens. I think these things come in waves. Um, I also think that there's a lot of fear and paranoia and there's a lot of lies being told. Um, and I think that there's uh, some unfortunate parallels between the satanic panic of the 80s and where we are right now in 2020. And I mean, the satanic panic of the 80s gave us some really, really great horror movies at the same time. We got like Trick or Treat and Black Roses out of that time period. So it's exciting to see uh, as you said, it goes in waves to see what this next wave is going to be and, and what will be in 20 years. Like we summon the darkness, I think genuinely has the potential to be that film that we look back at 20 years later, the same way that we do with trick or treat as this ultimate heavy metal horror film. Thank you so much for the compliment. <laughs> I hope so too. Uh, I, I mean, I, I really do believe it. I think that it's going to tap into a lot of that, angle and then i need to talk to you about how did you get johnny knoxville uh, attached to this i i was very surprised to see him show up uh i've always been a fan of stunt casting in films um <laughs> you know martin scorsese does it a lot with uh with his early films um where he put comedic actors in some very serious roles like, like he did with jerry lewis and the king of comedy so i always wanted to stunt cast the role of pastor john henry butler 
Um, and uh, it was because of the, the great efforts of our producers, um, Christian Armagita, Kyle Tequila, and Jared Einstein, uh, that we were able to actually put an offer out to Johnny. And then it was also, um, it was also the opportunity to work with Mark Myers, uh, a brilliant filmmaker um, who was just coming off of an indie hit called My Friend Dahmer uh, that did incredibly well and, and made a star out of, um, out of Austin Lynch, uh, uh, who he cast to play Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, so I think it was just the confluence of, of those events. And what a huge uh, tone shift for, for him to go from My Friend Dahmer to We Summon the Darkness, because My Friend Dahmer is so heavy and so... Like, <laughs> and then to, to this, which is just a lot of... It's a great, fun group movie. Like, this is one of those movies that makes me nostalgic for being a kid renting videos from the video store and watching with my friends. <laughs> well, yeah, as I said, I mean, um, I, I grew up in the 80s renting these movies when you would still go to a video store and rent them. And I remember the big, giant cardboard boxes uh, <laughs> that, you know, you would rent the movies in. Um, and yeah, this is an homage to that time period, to those movies, to the music. Um, and it's, it's really sort of my love letter to that. But at the same time, um, you know, capturing something really fun and energetic that hopefully anyone who decides to rent it or buy it, um, you know, hopefully they get their money's worth. Well, and speaking about renting and buying it, obviously the festival run is over. Now, if people are listening to this interview and they're saying, all right, you hooked me, I want to see it. How's the best way for people to see We Summon the Darkness? Uh, April 10th, it drops uh, on the VOD uh, digital, uh, basically any way you can stream this thing or any way you can stream movies these days, it will be available on. And um, I, ho I hope people, uh, you know, back, relax, um, maybe crack open a six pack or a 12 pack and uh, just have a, a wild time. And hopefully it, it lets them forget about everything else that's going on uh, for a while. And, you know, we're talking about the 80s. We're talking about the big box VHS tapes. And I am obviously <laughs> uh, I'm obviously a collector. So I do need to ask for my own giant stockpile of DVDs and Blu-rays and VHS tapes. Is there plans of a physical release as well? Or is it going to be strictly digital? Well, um, we were going to have a, a theatrical run. Uh, but because of the horrible pandemic that we're experiencing, um, it's going to be, um, you know, dropped on, on VOD and digital. Uh, but I, I do believe you'll be able to purchase uh, Blu-rays and DVDs as well. Um, the poster is coming out really, really soon. Uh, I can't wait for everyone to see it. Um, it looks like a Dio album cover. It's oh, awesome. That's so amazing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we, uh, we literally, over here on the Horror Movie Night podcast in October, we did Rocktober. So we covered all of the major heavy metal horrors that we could get our hands on for that entire month. So we're a bunch of heavy metal horror fanboys over here. So this was like our dream come true when uh, we saw the trailer for this. So thank you so cool, much once cool. again. Uh, and I hope if, we deliver too. Oh, and there's nothing worse than getting your hopes up for something that, that you think really speaks to you. And then they like, it kind of gloss over it. Or you can tell that the people involved don't really know what they're sort of, you know, making a movie about. Uh, hopefully everyone, and I know that everyone involved in this wanted to make it because of the love of, of the, the time period and, and the music. Well, and I, I can say this from someone who's watched it and, and to reflect back on that uh, Rocktober that we did, 
uh, one of the things that we compared was something like a Black Roses or a Rock and Roll Nightmare versus a Rocktober Blood, where Rocktober Blood feels very much like a cash-in written by people who were just trying to jump on that bandwagon that didn't really know music and didn't really know what real heavy metal was. And everything else that we've watched feels very genuine. And this is the, the, I mean, Merciful Fate is in it. Merciful Fate is not a band that's going to be in a movie that's written by someone who doesn't know what they're talking about. Right, right. And, and, uh, you know, as I might have mentioned, uh, if it was up to us, the soundtrack would be, would be flooded. I mean, every single scene would have been, you know, flooded with a, a Megadeth tune or a Slayer tune or Lita Ford uh, to give the girls, uh, you know, some props. Um, uh, but, you know, our budget was, was just too low and we really couldn't afford some of these bands. Um, but trust me, ha- had we had the means, um, the soundtrack would have just been rocking and just a classic that everyone would want to own. But we're really happy with what we managed to get. There, there are some gems in there that we managed to get, thankfully. And the score is great too. It's it's all around a great film. Well, thank you so much, Alan. Guys, April tenth, get ready to start renting this movie because you're going to love it. It's been co-signed by myself. I sent it to Scott since he's the true metalhead of the podcast. He co-signs it as well as the heavy metal <laughs> experience that you're all waiting for. So. Thank you once again, Alan, for uh, joining us and telling us about this movie. Thanks, everyone. Rock on. 921 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not what I wear. <laughs> and they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers? Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 